0: I said, are you ready for the Survivor Series?
1: One, Who will survive? Two,
2: three. Means nothing. nothing. means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm
0: talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream give you a show like you have never, ever seen before. Why? Because I can.
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode eighteen of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Steve Fountas with Eric Sanchez. Eric, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Doing good. You got your Papa Roach shirt on, like Paul Ryan. I do. <laughs> I love Papa Roach. <laughs> we were just talking before we record, like how the world is basically turned into pro wrestling with like the president and like twitter and like constantly everyone's talking shit to everybody it's just it's it's pro wrestling in real life now it's hilarious
2: and trump's the heel <laughs> he, he yeah. plays a perfect heel. He's, he's
1: gonna do a baby face turn later <laughs> like, yeah like, oh here's bernie sanders with the with the, ch-. the money in the bank yeah, yeah i love sure. that i love that when during the election when uh hillary like passed out yeah. <laughs> like bernie running across <laughs> with the money in the bank briefcase yeah Awesome stuff. Uh, guys, before we get started, go follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Send us an email to ppw podcast at gmail dot com. And you can find us on SoundCloud Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast and subscribe on iTunes. If you want to review us anywhere, that'd be awesome. And yeah, awesome stuff. So today our show is going to be women's wrestling. And the reason for this is because because of our guest, uh, I have in the show, Miss Delilah Doom. She's a wrestler out of Texas. Uh, she's done a ton of indie stuff. She just did Sabotage last week. She's coming to Shimmer for the first time ever uh, this July in Chicago, so I'm definitely going to check that out. She's been around for a few years, and you probably know her. You've probably seen her on uh, WWE a couple times. She uh, faced Nia Jax, I believe, in December on Raw, and she had the uh, crazy spot where she was sitting on the top rope, and Delilah, or Delilah, Nia Jax shoved her off. And like fell to the floor. So he tells a story about that. Then she got to face Carmella. She was trained by Funaki. Um, I'll, She was super awesome and super nice with her time. And especially because she's been pretty busy with like wrestling shows every weekend and every week. She wants to go wherever she can. And she had a show the night before because we recorded on Sunday. She had a show at Sabotage, at Sabotage Wrestling, out of Texas in Austin. And then someone today, I'll, I'll re, I retweeted the link, posted a video log of the show and these girls are nuts like jumping off balconies and delilah told me she's like i'm a little sore i did a ddt under the floor and (laughs) you know like good idea at the time but man like the crowd was nuts and and i i i i don't know why i think this i just when i saw her the first time on raw like she kind of stood out a little bit because she had blue hair and she kind of had like the rainbow bright outfit and the, the spunky 80s thing and and her personality, when I talk to her and when you see her videos and matches on YouTube and stuff, really comes across as genuine. And I think that's part of the reason why some of the wrestlers, the women wrestlers now on WWE are so popular is because Bailey, for example, is just like you can tell, all right, she's a fan. And like even Sasha Banks who plays this like, I'm a badass boss, I'm confident in myself, like she loves what she's doing. And and Charlotte too. And Becky Lynch and and Alexa Bliss and and on and on and on. What these, I like about wrestlers on TV are
2: just awesome now. Yeah, what I like about them is that they were able to kind of hone their craft and find their identity in NXT. Where a lot of the ones on the indie scenes, they've already got their kind of little gimmick going, and maybe they might need, need to retool or reshape some things when if they get called up to the big
1: leagues. Yeah, but like Oscar for example, Oscar in NXT now she was in Shimmer on she kind of had the same gimmick with the mask and everything like yeah. that. I forgot what her name was there, but she she can in nxt now yeah. and and brought that awesomeness with her so i think it kind of depends like maybe hey you've got to, we, we like what you're doing let's bring it over or let's try something else and like you said with nxt it gives them an opportunity to, to test stuff out in front of live crowds yeah. and well specifically live i know
2: too. i know becky lynch i know charlotte i know um uh sasha like they all didn't look and didn't have the gimmick that they have right now which i think that they've They found it and they rode with it and they're doing awesome. Yeah, and
1: Alexa Bliss too. She was like a fairy and then she was with Dash and Dawson, Right. right? And then, like, and all of a sudden she just found herself. And I think she became even more of an awesome person to see once she got brought up to the main roster. When she was doing the Harley Quinn thing, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is the the best I've ever seen." Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, my favorite of uh, the cosplay stuff she did was the Freddy Krueger one with like the glove under okay, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that was badass. Right. We could just get right into the subject rather than you know introducing it. We'll, we'll get to the interview in a, in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I think is interesting now for me is pretty much every woman segment on Raw or SmackDown is must see for me. Even if it's just a backstage thing with like on SmackDown right now, they got Natty and Carmella and uh, Tamina.
2: The welcoming community.
1: Yeah. And like normally that'd be something like, oh, if this was like, honestly, like if this was a guy segment, like with the complete, let's take any three other guys you want and a newcomer coming in, I probably would be skipping over it. Yeah. But I don't know what it is about it. It's just, I don't know if it's the way they position them or just their talent pushing. I kind of feel like they.
2: They're a little bit more free with how they talk or how they act. I, don't I think
1: they're all comfortable. It seems to me, at least, they're all comfortable yeah. with it, and it really comes mm-hmm. across. And the other thing is, is the matches are all delivering because they're not taking it easy. I think they know they have to work a little bit harder, but but they've got them now. Yeah, you know. And then back and then on the Raw side, we talked about Alexa Bliss earlier. She's becoming my, one of my favorite people to watch on the show. Yeah, uh, like her promos in the ring. Like, like oh my God, you're such, like a little like. Oh, like a jerk, but like, you're so yeah. good at it. Like you want to watch her. Yeah. And I love when she comes it's out like of the
2: that, ring. Uh, mean girls, high school bully bitch. Who's...
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I love when she comes out of the ring and people are cheering. She's like, I don't need your cheer. Shut up. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. And like people yeah. are wanting her and then she'll kind of get it back to them. So it's easy to, she's like, cause she's so good. Sometimes you're going to, you're going to start to like her, which I think she's kind of recognizing that and being like, Nope, I'm going to, I'm controlling how you guys feel about me. You're not controlling it. Yeah. Um, and in the ring too, like she's a small. Obviously, she's smaller. Her tagline's five Feet of Fury," but she comes across as like ruthless in the ring a little bit. Like mm-hmm. her match with Bailey for the championship a few weeks ago, like that spot where she threw her into the the ring post, like the LED ring post, and then hit her with a DDT. Like logically, yeah. that was like a, a good storyline. Yeah, I sorry you were you were like tapping the mic. You all right? No, I was gonna move it, but then I didn't want to make a
2: sound. Go ahead, go ahead, and move it now.
1: <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, go ahead. You are fine. um But, yeah, she's one of the people I I like watching right now. Becky Lynch is someone that I hope, like, gets in an awesome, like, feud later down the year with Charlotte and, like, culminates the WrestleMania. Because I think – Becky Lynch is a girl that everyone just loves, like, awesome personality, like, girls love her. Like, my my daughter, she's almost two, she loves Becky Lynch. Yeah, and, and, I love Becky Lynch. And I think in the interview I mentioned with Delilah, I was like, she likes her the most, I think, because Becky Lynch's theme song is one word, and she could sing it.
0: Whoa!
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh,
2: I didn't really like Becky Lynch until she started with the, um, the steampunk gimmick. The yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so awesome, with the goggles and the smoke and the gears and stuff like that, because I kind of have, like... I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued by the steampunk idea. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it's different. And yeah. uh, she gets to do a lot of fun things, I guess, with her, her ring gear and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And plus, in the ring, she's just awesome. And I think someone said that she is the sting to Charlotte right now, or, uh-huh. or, or could be down the line. I could totally see that, because Sting was the guy everybody loved, and, and Rick was the guy everyone hated, but he was good in the ring, so you had to watch him and things like yeah. that, too.
2: I was listening to an interview with, I think it was Stone Cold, and she was just talking about how- Who was,
1: Becky? Becky Lynch. Okay.
2: And she was just talking about how this is the only time that she's ever worked baby face. Like throughout her whole earlier career, she was always a heel because she liked working as a heel, but she really likes being the baby face now. And she's, you know, teasing a, a turn at some point, but I think she does a good job at being the baby.
1: Yeah. I think she's just too likable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure she could cause she's really talented yeah. and just like, I'm kind of feel like I'm gushing over the whole roster right now <laughs> because there's nobody on the roster right now that I'm like, Ugh. like get away type of thing. Uh, well, I think it's a little different now than it was, you
2: know, 10 years ago. I mean, there's so many good athletes now and they're attractive and they, they're they good on the mic. It's I think it's like, oh my God, you know, these girls are amazing. Versus you go back and it's just like the, the diva searches, the models where they didn't really talk that well. They, they screwed up all the moves and it's like, eh, they're here. You know they're they're good to look at, but I think we're just
1: more impressed with how great they are. It's interesting you brought up like they're all attractive, and they are like, pretty much. I mean, not pretty much every girl in the roster is is you know an attractive woman. Right. But it's weird that that doesn't come into my mind at all. Like no. I guess it's subconscious. Like yeah. I don't even think about it. You know that this person's like I just think oh this is an awesome character a wrestler. It's it's weird, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas before, like in the far far back, like oh here's Sable, here's Sunny, she's hot. Or here's Kelly Kelly or, or whoever's not, no, not saying anything bad about them. It just, it seemed to me the way the WWE, that was the them, first impression. That was how they pushed them too, right? Like Kelly Kelly's first thing was like, I'm going to take my shirt off. Like I need <laughs> yeah. But then it just comes so far and I think it's awesome, you know, for everybody. And I don't know the exact demographics about how many little girls are watching or not watching because of this, mm-hmm. but it seems like. At least they're focusing in the crowd, and, and you know, there's girls doing cosplay and stuff like that of, of their favorite wrestlers that I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I just read uh, AJ's book, AJ Lee, AJ Lee Mendez, Punk, Mrs. Brooks, whatever you want to call her, yeah. AJ Lee in WWE. I just read her book, and it's not, a, it's not a straight wrestling book at all, if people are looking for that. It's really just her story of of growing up in a household that was poor and moved around a lot and slept in a car, co- I got up a hotel and lived in a hotel or I'm sorry motel lived basically on someone's porch and and just her parents battle with with mental health and her battle with bipolar and stuff like that and it's just a it's just a really really intriguing book and by the time it got to the wrestling part you were kind of like oh this is kind of just like the filler on top of it because of her story yeah. and what I found interesting was a bunch of stuff but one was this chapter where brutally honest one of the producers or the agents or maybe been talent relations said to her Look, you know, you're doing all and this is what she was on NXT. And she's like, Fans really like you and you're good in the ring, but the problem is no one wants to fuck you. It's like what the hell? Mm-hmm. And I'm like that's so crazy to me because AJ's at a really attractive woman and all that, which is weird. But at the time you gotta remember she's going up against girls like who was around in her time, like Eve Torres and the Bella Twins and who else was big around this time when the first came up? Like Kelly Kelly was still there and all that. So Yeah. Uh Layla. Yeah, yeah. So the the women were in, like, one- or two-minute matches, so wrestling didn't matter. Right. And then you got to hear a story of, like, her pushing and pushing and the fans being the reason she got to be in the main event scene for a while. Uh, that's she
2: might have been the first one to come up where it wasn't just about her looks.
1: Yeah, her character was what well, was super awesome with yeah. everybody. And, and
2: Caitlin too. I mean, she was just a big, bulky bodybuilder, pretty much. She, I don't think she was focused on being the hot chick like she was just a brute
1: yeah yeah but she was also one that it kind of sucked for her when she was the champion because it was such a afterthought
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know like the the title wouldn't even thought about being defended when she was the champion on on some of the pay-per-views that kind of stuck um but aj's story was really good how she's kept pushing and pushing and pushing and then she was like, alright, I did everything I wanted to do, I'm gonna retire. Plus she was having some health issues. I guess she had a couple surgeries that I actually didn't even know about. Um but she pushed through and she she said in her, her book, she like, I feel like I left a good path for the next generation of girls to push through. And I think she did. I think she was the first one to like I guess break the glass ceiling or whatever, and then Paige went right into it, and then the yeah. next T girls were coming up and <clears throat> and it just kinda of gone it's gone from there. And even, like, some of the old girls in the past, like the Bella Twins, you know, we I like to tease you sometimes about your Nikki Bella figure and all that, <laughs> but I feel like they, when they, well, when Brie was wrestling and now Nikki, because she's kind of semi, because of her neck issues and, you know, other stuff she's doing, like, they stepped up, too. You know, they weren't as, I don't think they... They're
2: doing the best that they can. I don't think they're, they're tops. I, but they're, I, I think they're kind of hanging in there.
1: Right. I don't, but again, you got to realize, too, when they came up, they were honestly like, for most of their career, they were valets for the guest hosts of Raw yeah, and
2: right. stuff like that. You know, they weren't
0: but they, their have, but they both
2: have the drive to be better because now they see, oh, my God, you know, the competition is getting hotter. we got to be able to hang in and we want to do better and we just want to mm-hmm. look like we're not sloppy out there. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, and then I guess we can lead into the next thing I had written down here, which is one of my favorite women's wrestling moments, was the AJ Lee pipe bombshells, what they called it. You yeah, that? yeah. So were you watching live on Raw once you did this? I probably was. No, I was. For those who don't know, uh, this was right uh, right before WrestleMania 30. And the all the girls a lot of the main focus of of the girls the Divas division at the time was all the girls that were on the Total Diva show. Yeah. And AJ was the champion and she kind of got pushed aside and uh, I saw an interview with her on some book signing she did and they asked like did you ever want to go on Total Diva? She goes, "Well, the one girl, JoJo, who's the ring announcer now, who I think she does an awesome job. Oh, yeah. Um, she goes, she was leaving the show. So they came up to me and said, do you want to be on the show? Here's a few storylines to pick from. And she was like, what? This isn't real? Like, reality TV?
0: <laughs> so she's like, I said
1: no. And then before the, the pipe bombshell, what happened was they pr- pr- proposed the storyline to be AJ versus the rest of the division, which is all I'm told to and they were all in the ring doing, like, an eight-woman tag or six-woman tag, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then after the match, AJ came out and cut the promo on them. A brutal promo, like, calling them all out and saying, I'm this Divas division. You're all a bunch of reality show wannabes and blah, blah, blah. And it's just an awesome promo from top to bottom. And, you know, sometimes it could feel like it's, like, scripted or red, but this felt, like, sh- Whether she meant it or not, it felt like genuine. It felt, I thought it
0: felt
2: a little, little written, but also there's some reality truths in there, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah. And I love the, there was a few things like, she's like, I made it because of hard work, not because I didn't suck. And then a pause up to anybody like, like,
0: ooh,
1: and poor, I'm sure like, the women in the ring were told to like, react and be pissed off or whatever. But poor Brie Bella is screaming, say it to our face. <laughs> like she is saying it to your right. face. And, and it, I'm sure AJ couldn't hear her because she was out of the ring. And I'm sure like they didn't mean for the camera to pick it up that high. That was just supposed to be like a visual for everyone in the crowd. Yeah. Middle of Nikki's like all you do is skip, all you do is skip, <laughs> and then after the promo, she skipped away. And she's like, "See, just go ahead and skip." <laughs> and that culminated in the big match at WrestleMania, where the girls had a impossible task because they went after Undertaker, lost yeah. to Brock Lesnar for the first time. Was
2: that the uh, that was the Vicky yes. Divas Invitational? Or that something was Aj like that. versus the entire roster, yeah, where okay. Aj won.
1: And AJ was like, I kind of culminated. He's like, hey, I did it. Like I beat, I had a year title run and then just yeah. beat the entire roster on WrestleMania. And it, <laughs> like, it was almost
2: kind of cool that that match followed Taker because I don't think, I guess, a good match would have been mm-hmm. taken seriously. So I think that that match at that point with those the, the, yeah. the quality of the wrestlers was just a good spot for them right there. Because let the crowd come down, it's not that serious of a match.
1: Exactly. And I think the, there was a spot, like, I kind of felt bad. like they're just booing. The crowd's still pissed. It's like yeah. as you would start, like, boo. There was one point in the match where Nikki and Bree did a double suicide dive on the roster, and the crowd's like, okay, that was kind that of was <laughs> really cool. We're okay. Wait a minute. We're still pissed off. Yeah, And uh, I love that AJ retained. She made Naomi tap. And uh, Naomi's been awesome, too, ever since getting her feel the glow push, right? Yeah. And uh, it's interesting watching my wife, who's not a huge fan, but she watches – she focuses on just the girls, and she'll she'll watch Naomi's entrance only, or watch just Bailey or Sasha, whatever it is. Yeah. Because she'll be. I have a, my house is a split level, so I'll be my family room is downstairs, my wife will be upstairs in the kitchen, and she'll kind of look down from whatever she's doing, you know, getting my daughter's lunch ready for the next day while I'm mm-hmm. watching wrestling like a like a bum. She'll look down and say like, watch like the little promos, and I'll kind of catch her look like, what are you watching? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I just want to see. So I feel like I've got a bunch. I know you said you kind of came into this cold. Do you have any, like, women's, like, cool moments or memories that you liked?
2: Well, for me, it was – I started getting back into it in, i say, mid-2000s, and TNA was kind of – it was on, I was on cable, so I could watch that. And I thought the women in TNA were just so much better. They just seemed more like athletes compared to the models in WWE at the time. So with, like, ODB, um, Velvet Sky – Gail Kim, like they were just like real wrestlers to me, and they were called the Knockouts in that division. So I think that's kind of where the Divas resolu- re- resolution <laughs> revolution kind of started with the women was to kind of compete with TNA's women.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I think the it, I didn't really watch TNA ever. Like I said, I would watch it in passing, but I, mm-hmm. I just forget when it was on. To be honest, to me, it started. This is just me personally. This isn't when it started, obviously. But for the girls to be getting a huge push was when I saw Charlotte versus Natty on one of the NXT shows. Okay. Like takeovers. Because yeah. I'm like, because the first time I saw Charlotte, she was really, really new. And like, man, she's, and I was like, man, I don't know if she's going to make it. Like, me, I'm a big talent evaluator, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they had that match. I was like, oh my God. And I remember I texted my other buddy Eric. You're I was like, like she's going to make it. <laughs> yeah. No, I said, this is the best women's match I've ever seen. at the time, it, it it probably wasn't, you know, I mean, it was great. There's the one
2: that you've seen, best one you've
1: seen. At, at the time, I thought that, but thinking back, I'll talk about other ones I like more. Okay. Um, but I was like, and I had watched, I'm like, this is awesome. He saw it, like, wow, that was an awesome match. You know, they're both athletic, told an awesome story. The crowd was into it. And, mm-hmm. You know, Bret Hart and Ric Flair were there, and I think they brought them out initially saying, okay, this needs a little bit of an oomph, but they were both an afterthought. They didn't do anything. Bret Hart right. and Ric Flair, they were just there, right? It was just cool for the poster and the ads. yeah. Um, so before we get uh, too far into the show, I want to kick on the interview because I'm sure people that are listening uh, that want to hear the interview are like, shut up, get to the interview. So we're going to kick it over now to Delilah Doom. And seriously, guys, check her out. She's at Delilah underscore Doom on Twitter. I'll retweet it out. Look her up on YouTube for videos. Um, she's always tweeting what show she's going to be. If you're in Texas, she's all over that area and she wants to go wherever. You hear the interview, I won't do too much here. So uh, here is... An, Probably not sorry to anyone who's been on before. She's my favorite guest we've ever had. (laughs) So uh, here it is, Miss, I'm saying, here is uh, Delilah Doom. All right, guys, we're going to go down to San Antonio, Texas for an awesome guest we have this week on the PPW podcast, Miss Delilah Doom. Delilah, how are you?
3: Hi! I'm a little beat up, but I'm fabulous. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, for those who don't know, this past weekend, Delilah was at uh, Sabotage Wrestling down in Texas, and we're recording on Sunday right now, so Saturday night she had a, a rough night, but it looked like came out came out on top.
3: I did, yes. I came all victorious.
1: Good. Uh, yes. I know a lot of you guys probably know Delilah Doom, but probably has different names because uh, she was on WWE TV <laughs> a couple times or, uh, end of last year and the beginning of this year she was famous for being thrown off the top rope from <laughs> Nia Jax onto the floor so um, that's at uh, first honestly where I, I saw you and then a couple of my listeners um, Javier down in Texas said hey check her out I, I saw her a few indie shows she's a ton of fun and then I saw you and noticed the Robin Sparkles entrance theme song yes and, and all the other <laughs> stuff so and I was and a quick funny story about that with the How I Met Your Mother reference so at my office my boss likes to say general updates, and I, I'll constantly do a salute to myself, and have to remind me. Oh, not everyone gets the general general joke. so I'm glad someone else is out there that would have gotten general it. updates. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, That's
3: awesome.
1: Uh, you could, you guys, could follow Delilah on Twitter. Uh, just search Delilah Doom. I think. Are you at underscore Delilah Doom? Or yes,
3: there's an underscore thrown in there.
1: Yeah. Did someone else have the actual Delilah Doom? Do you have to steal the underscore?
3: I think so. It was, I don't, it was a couple of years ago when I made the Twitter, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, I had to I had to throw that in there or okay. I'd have to make a weird, some weird name.
1: <laughs> so, we just get started with this. So, what made you want to become a wrestler? Were you a fan when you were a kid? Did it start later in life? Like, Tell me, I guess, your story of how you ended up where you're at today.
3: Um, so, I started watching wrestling when I was about 10 years old. A group of my friends at the time, friends like we were little youngings, yeah. they were like, hey, do you want to come over and watch wrestling? And I was like, oh, is that what the cool kids are doing? I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Well,
1: I can assure you the cool kids were not watching wrestling. I can assure you that.
3: (laughs) No way. Everybody that watches wrestling is totally cool and awesome. That's true. That's true. That's (laughs) definitely true. But uh, I just remember um, I I saw a match with with China. And so as a 10-year-old girl, I see this badass, independent, strong woman competing with men. So, you know, young me was like, oh, my goodness, like, I want to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so, um, I watched wrestling for a couple, you know, growing up into, into high school. I was a huge fan. Uh, there was a well, like chaotic wrestling used to come around, um, where I lived. Where are, you, where, are you, where are you from?
1: By the way, where did, where did you start? Like, where, where did this watching wrestling start? What part of the country?
3: Um, technically I'm from San Dimas, California. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I <laughs> saw no, that. Uh,
3: <laughs> um, Massachusetts. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, Yeah, so Chaotic Wrestling, you know, toured around there. And uh, I I just told myself, since from the age of 10, I just told myself, I'm going to be a wrestler when I grow up. I'm going to be a wrestler. And, you know, uh, as you get older, wrestling is not the cool thing to be watching, nor is it the cool thing to want to do. So I I, I got out of it for a couple of years just, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to fit in. But I still, I was researching wrestling schools. My parents wouldn't let me go. They were like, no, you're not going to be a wrestler. You're going to go to college.
1: Yeah, like, oh, a, like a normal person.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I pretty much, it, it got, you know, put on the back burner. But whenever somebody would ask me, you know, what is, you know, what is your secret dream in life? it would be like, I still want to be a wrestler. But fast forward to when I moved to Texas um, about four years ago, my first week in living in Austin, a friend of mine took me to a, an indie show. They took me to ACW, and it just happened to be their uh, Queen of Queens Joshi tournament. So it was all female-based And, uh, I was there watching the show and I was like, I still want to do this. Like that, that fire, that passion in me just, it lit back up. I'm like, I still want to do this. So I immediately talked to some of the wrestlers after the show and then they pointed me in the right direction on where to train.
1: And here we are now. Well, that I, that's awesome because it's. I guess it's a good story because okay, you kind of <clears throat> somewhat put it behind you, and then as fate would have it, you were a random show, and now you ended up training to yeah. be a wrestler. Who did? I, yeah, I, I think it says <laughs> in your in your Twitter profile you're the Funaki dojo. Is that where you started, or did you graduate to that?
3: Um, so I originally started training at A uh, A P W in Austin, Texas. Uh, I trained there for a couple of months. And then um, I trained with Paul London for a few months uh, mm-hmm. at that same school. He just ran a night class. Yeah. But <clears throat> um, between my work schedule and, you know, a few of my friends that I met in wrestling who lived in San Antonio, they're like, you should come check out, you know, Funaki's dojo. He, he's He actually runs it. It's Funaki. I'm like, okay. So I went down one day and um, decided that I was going to switch uh, to training there just for personal reasons. And so at the time I was living in Austin. I was driving – Every morning, Austin and San Antonio, um, I'd have to wake up around like 6 a.m. to get there to beat the traffic. I would work out with Funaki, just me and him, just doing like uh, cardio and weight lifts for an hour, and then we'd do uh, class from 10:30 um, to 12:30. To I'd get back in my car, drive back to Austin, get ready, and go to work. Yeah. I did that every day for almost a year and a half before I moved to. I just made the move to, to San Antonio because mm-hmm. that drive gets annoying. <laughs>
1: When you first started training, because you are the queen of aerobic style, so you say, (laughs) were you, was this, and this is a serious question, I guess, too, because when you started, were you somewhat like in shape? Were you like inactive and just exercising? Or was just, okay, I'm just your average person, now I'm going to start wrestling? Because I'm just curious how that went.
3: Um, I've always done uh, athletics throughout my whole life. So growing up, I I did basketball, lacrosse, cross country. Um, So, you know, working out in, in sports was has been in my blood since I was young. So um when I started wrestling I was you know I was working out. Yeah. Um I, I did p90x and like insanity and like those type of workouts. Mm-hmm. I got a, a gym membership uh when I moved to Austin, but I definitely you know my my workouts have changed. Wrestling, you know, it's a whole different different animal. So yeah.
0: um
3: def, you know I I was it was in shape but you know not like cardio master or anything so uh you know with wrestling i kind of altered how how i worked out to you know be able to run you know be in the ring Mm -hmm. and do matches it's you know it's like i said it's you can be in the best shape of your life but when you take that and you actually put it into the ring like it's it's a whole different world yeah and
1: that's something i've heard before talking with with you know, wrestlers around here in the Chicago area too, is after shows, you know, I'll ask him, I'll, I, one of the things I'm genuinely curious about a lot too, cause I've never done it is, you know, how long did it take where you felt like, okay, I'm not dying when I'm doing this, you know, because I, they all, they all have the same story. Like the first time I hit the ropes, it felt like, you know, yeah. I was, I was smashed into a wall. And they're, yep. they're like, it looks like they give, but, but they don't. And, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so th- what was that like for you? Like, was it initial shock? <laughs> like, Hey, I'm in shape. I can do this now. Oh man, this is a lot more, I guess, intense than I thought it was.
3: Well, I, I go, I, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've talked to people and they said, you know, it's, you're probably going to quit. People, people told me I was going to quit and I would never make it. And that was kind of a driving point. But yeah, like, hitting the ropes it, it hurts like i have pictures from when i first started training and my entire back inside completely bruised mm-hmm. for like a good month two months three months until your body gets conditioned and calloused to the ropes and then you know falling on the ring that that's still sometimes it's a yeah. <laughs> it's a shock sometimes but you know after a while you just you don't even you just get used to it i guess so
1: i guess this is Fast-forwarding a little bit because now you're you're an active wrestler and you're you're working pretty regularly. It seems like at least on the weekends with with shows, specifically in Texas. And you've come up to Chicago. I think you're back up here again in July. Is yes, I am. Like. So I'll definitely yeah. see you there at the Berwyn <laughs> Center. That's just down the road, not but pretty close to where I live. So I'll definitely be able to check that Yay. out. Are
3: awesome. you?
1: I guess we'll skip. Are you on Rise and Shimmer or just on the Rise show?
3: So um, I'm actually making my Shimmer debut.
1: Okay, So Great.
3: I'm so excited. So I'll be at Rise and then. Um, Do you know do you
1: know if you're I'm doing? Um, no, I'm, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Do you know if you're doing both nights of Shimmer or just one?
3: I'm pretty sure I'm I'm on both nights.
0: Okay, good, good. Yep. So
3: I'm I'm super. This has been on my my wrestling bucket list since mm-hmm. I started to be on to to make it to Shimmer. So I'm just I'm super stoked and just so excited.
1: Well, good. That, that's something extra to look forward to because I'll we'll talk more about dates in specific at the end of the interview. But I I I kind of jump back and forth as the subject comes. Yeah, up. Oh no, you're
0: good. Um,
1: no. <laughs> when the matches I've seen of you on YouTube, not just, like, you in a squash match on on Raw or SmackDown, it seems like you get tossed around a lot. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> your body kind of flails a lot. But it looks, I guess, very believable and very awesome to see. Is that something, when you were training, they're like, look, you're smaller, you should probably be this type of wrestler, or is just kind of figured
3: out as you go? Um, Funaki kind of just, you know, doesn't make you do one way or the other. I just... Uh, I know I'm smaller. So yeah, when I, when I wrestle bigger girls, I kind of, you know, I'm, a, I'm aware that them tossing me is going to be great,
0: but mm-hmm.
3: yeah, you know, I like training different styles. I like, you know, Lucha, you know, mat wrestling, high flying. I like a little bit, you know, knowing how to do everything that yeah. way I'm paired.
1: Yeah, and I think that's good, too, because you never know where you're going to end up, or especially with indie shows. From, I've heard from people that I know, it's like, oh, this guy didn't show up. You're going to work with this person now type of yeah. thing. So it's good that you got that stuff. So how long were you training before you had your first match in front of a live crowd?
3: Not long enough.
1: <laughs> Are you happy I'll, about that or no?
3: I mean, it it is what it is, but definitely um, I think I was only supposed to. Uh, seven months in mm-hmm. and I had my first match at a show
1: <laughs> in, in front of paying customers, paying people there too, right? Yes. And I'm by the tone of your voice. I've obviously never seen this match by the tone of your voice. It doesn't sound like you're too happy about how the match went.
3: Oh no. I mean, it, it was your standard, you know, girls first match. Okay. You know, I, um, so I did a tag, so I had two shows like in the same kind of time period so my very first show uh, it was a tag match. So it actually, you know, went didn't go. It went pretty good for my first match ever because it was a tag match because I was working I was with Jessica James and then Angel Blue and Jojo Bravo. So uh that went that went really really well. My first singles match which was like a week or two later, I just yeah. It was... <laughs> it's what it was. Yes, exactly. It happens.
1: Well, what's one of your f- better matches? Like, what's a what's a highlight match for you so far in your in your career? Because you're relatively, you've been working for a few years, but we're still in the scheme of wrestling. It's relatively, you're relatively new, I guess. Um, so, what's one of your favorites that you've had so far?
3: Oh gosh, it doesn't have oh, to be the
1: favorite. You know, I'm not going to put you in that spot, but one of your favorites.
3: Um. Well, this isn't your typical match, but I I did a a San Dimas street fight rules match with Angelus Lane. So that was my first ever kind of like hardcore match.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. It wasn't, but, but the story that went along with it, it was the ending of a feud and it was just, um, I don't know. I just, the storytelling and the, the, you know, closing of that feud, it just, it hits, it was just, it was a lot, you know, a lot of work that we put into building up the story and then that match was the blow off. And it was just a lot of fun um a lot like very emotional and it was definitely one of my favorites i will say that
1: you mentioned at the beginning when you first started watching wrestling like oh here's china here's someone that sticks out from everybody else and i have a a daughter now a two-year-old almost two-year-old daughter and i'm interested to see like who because she i have wrestling on the background she watches it and she has her favorites and 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 i'm interested to see who she kind of gravitates towards and it's 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 Pretty awesome. She's a big fan of Becky Lynch. I think it's because of her hair and all that. And I think she likes her theme <laughs> song because it has one word so she can sing her theme song. Oh. So I think she likes that too. Um, and honestly, it's, it's become more and more important to me, um, to make it sure she can pick what she wants to do. Like she doesn't have to wear all pink. If she wants to, great. But, um, That's awesome. what, yeah. So because she has like a pink jumpsuit with blue Avengers shoes. So she gets to pick whatever she wants to wear. Yeah, yeah, she's a lot. Of- <laughs> yeah, I'm
3: jealous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, besides China, was there anyone, not necessarily in WWE, but anywhere when you were starting to watch wrestling, this is a type of female wrestler that I look up to, because as, as much as it's getting a lot closer to the guys and the girls being on the same level, it's not quite there yet. So, is there someone who's like, I want to model my career after this wrestler? Um, when
3: I when I was when I was young, when I was ten watching wrestling, like honestly. It was China. The rest, I didn't really like anybody else. I, like Molly Holly is one of my favorites now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, when I stopped watching wrestling, it was kind of, I you know, it was mostly because they were doing, like, a lot of bra and panties matches. The girls weren't actually right. wrestling. Right, And so now, like, when I started training a couple of years ago, that's when I really I really got into, like, independent wrestling. And so Sarah Del Rey is one of my favorites.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, uh, Portia Perez. Um my goodness, uh, I love a Blaze. She's one of my <clears throat> one of my favorites. Like my wrestling character, I kind of model after Lunda Blaze. Um, but and now I I watch a lot of like I like Bailey uh, for yeah. current stuff. Bailey's my one of my favorites. I think mm-hmm. she's an amazing wrestler. And her I mean her characters were kind of similar character wise. Very yeah. positive. Very very uh,
1: woo. Yeah, exactly.
3: Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I wish when I was younger I. I knew more about independent wrestling mm-hmm. because I think it would have given me more to look up to versus what's on TV. All
1: yeah, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening on WWE and to a lesser extent, like Ring of Honor? Because Ring of Honor is somewhat limited in their television, if you get them or not. But it yeah. seems like like the women are being put on equal platforms, and it may seem to people that this has just happened all of a sudden. But it was pretty much building and building and building up with all these girls wrestling and smaller promotions than getting to NXT and then brought up. So this was building for a while and I'm really glad that they went with it. And yeah. it's, it's honestly like it's something that my wife got into wrestling too, because of the women they're featuring now. Like she's got her. Yeah. So it, it's like, I, I'm becoming a lot more sensitive stuff ever since I had a daughter because I want her to be who she wants to be. Not what people know you have to watch like ponies. No, if you want to play hockey, go ahead, do what you want to do type of thing.
3: That's, that's so awesome.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that someone else hears that too. Um, i got to tell my sister to stop buying her crowns and princess stuff. Like she <laughs> pick, pick, if she wants to do what she wants. Um, speaking of where they're at now, what is kind of your end goal? Do you want to be in WWE someday? Do you want to be in New Japan? Do you want to be stay an independent wrestler and live kind of like a gypsy for the rest of your life? What do you want to do?
3: Um, I mean, honestly, I just, I love wrestling so much. And so my, my ultimate goal is just to be able to wrestle and just have that be, you know, how I pay my bills yeah. and how I, you know, how I live. So if it's just being an independent wrestler and I am able to, you know, make a name for myself where I can do that, that's awesome. I would love to go to WWE. Um, that's definitely a goal of mine, especially, you know, being being there and being in the ring and, you know, getting those experiences I've had. It's like a little taste of, oh my gosh, like I, this is, I want this, I want mm-hmm. this more. Mm-hmm. Um, were those the biggest I,
1: crowds you were in front of at the time in your career? Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Especially when they told me I had to cut a promo when I when I worked with Nia Jax. Uh-huh. That was probably one of the scariest moments ever because it was on live TV, and I have to cut, like, it was so nerve-wracking. Well,
1: I've watched it, obviously, recently since then, and you did a really good job with it because you were supposed to look terrified and nervous <laughs> slash confident, and you pulled that off. So good job. Yeah.
3: Well, thank you. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, WWE definitely on my definitely one of my goals, but mm-hmm. I would love to go to Japan. Um I really want to work for stardom one day
0: mm-hmm.
3: or just Europe. Like if I can just travel with wrestling like I said and and just have that, you know, be my life whether I make it Make it to WWE or not. As long as I'm wrestling, I'll be happy.
1: Yeah. As long it sounds like as long like you said, if you're a wrestler and you can pay the bills and that's your career, then you're happy, which I think is yeah. awesome. I think that's the good attitude to have because it'll probably you'll end up where you end up based on how the cards fall, and you know it might be a a lucky opportunity one day, or who knows, you'll be the biggest thing ever. You never know. <laughs> um, for your immediate future, you meant we we already talked about in July you're coming back to Chicago for. Uh, Rise, and the Shimmer shows. Anything else like immediate coming out for you? Um, So, let's see. Uh,
3: this Friday, I am wrestling for Heavy Metal Wrestling here in San Antonio.
1: So, that's the um, May 19th.
3: May 19th, yep. yep. So, I'm tagging up with uh, actually one of my... Oh, sorry, my dog's working. <laughs> that's <laughs> One okay. of my uh, dojo brothers. It's me and Dylan Devine versus Miss Alley Cat and Cody Crash. So, some tag team action there, which is cool. Um and then on May 20th I am actually having another sabotage uh, title defense in Laredo for Laredo Wrestling Alliance mm-hmm. against Shelley Martinez so that's really cool.
1: So you've got a lot of stuff at least coming in the next like two weeks you're pretty much book <laughs> solid.
3: Yeah um and then um I'm defending uh, I'm one half of the Inspire Tag Champions with Davey Vega so we have. A title defense for Inspire Pro Wrestling on May 28th against uh, Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae, which I'm really excited about.
1: Do you, are you pretty much sticking to Texas? Or you're like, I'll go wherever I can afford to to go to, type of thing.
3: I want to go everywhere. Get yeah. me out of Texas, <laughs> please. People, book me. Bring some aerobics to your show. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the like I said the uh the entrance theme song and the the positive energy and the the uh, hilarious aerobic style which is the next question I want to get into. So how did that come up? Is this like the real life you like I love 80s, you know, pop culture stuff, so I want to bring it into wrestling or is this just a character for you?
3: No, it's pretty much it's me. Just turned <laughs> it's turned up a little mm-hmm. bit, but when I started training um I love 80s pop culture and I used to wear leg warmers to training and somebody, uh, one of one of the guys that I was training with was like, well, you should just, you know, do like an 80s gimmick. You know, so it's you pretty much. And I was like, oh, my God. That's like, duh. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's not anything. No one's doing it right now either.
3: Yeah. I don't mean if someone is, sorry. <laughs> just,
1: or just stop doing it, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: But no, I mean, I, I honestly, I love Richard Simmons. I really do. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up and my friend's mom would have, sweating with the oldies on. And yep. I, I, you know, his his positivity and, you know, he wants people to love themselves and just be the best they can be. That That's that's how I feel, too. So that's why Richard Simmons is a huge, you know, inspiration to me. To yeah. Me. <laughs> But no, I love I love everything '80s. I love neon colors, and so it's just me. It is me.
1: <laughs> and I think that's why it comes across so genuine. Then when I'm seeing it, because it's you. It, it's hard, I guess, to to be on all the time. And every and every wrestling video I've seen of you, you're, you're on in that in that '80s. Everybody happy, <laughs> smile. Let's have an awesome match type of thing. Uh, how did you end up? This is jumping back forth a little bit. How did you even end up getting on the WWE TV those couple times?
3: Um, honestly, I have, I have Funaki to thank okay. for that. Um, you know, cause when they come around, you know, WWE brings in extra talent mm-hmm. and you know, whether you get used or not, it, it you know, it's all up in the air as to what they need a, an actual, um, worker to, for them to use. But so that was my, when I was with Naya, that was my third time being backstage mm-hmm. And so the other two times, they didn't have anything for um, any of us, which it's still, even just being there uh, is awesome, whether yeah. you get used or yeah. not.
1: Were both times TV tapings, too? Yes. Okay.
3: Um, And so, third time around, uh, it was me and another girl, my uh, my friend Allie Cat. She's awesome, too. Everyone check out Allie Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so we are the only girls, and I w- I'm smaller than her, so... They had us kind of roll around in the ring, and I—I I got. It was my lucky day.
1: <laughs> now this, so. the 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 moment in the match when you're up on on the top ring rope and get pushed to the floor was that something like okay you told them hey I can do this or was this like a suggestion type of thing for the match?
3: Um, Fit Finley asked me if I'd be okay doing it, mm-hmm. and I just yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I you know I don't know. I'm not gonna be like oh no. Well, so.
1: <laughs> well they obviously liked you because you got called back uh, a little bit later.
3: Yeah. So that I got to go backstage again and for SmackDown they they needed someone for Carmella, and same thing, I was the smallest of the girls that were there was me and Alley Cat again. Alley Cat, I love you so much. <laughs> um, and so
1: I'm sure she'll get her time on there too.
3: She will. She's she's so great. I love her. People Alley Cat. I'm not sure if you know
1: this, but she's pretty much the one you have the most matches with online for people to see.
3: Yes. We're we're kinda married.
1: <laughs> uh like I said at the beginning before we start recording, one of the reasons I started the show was I like to stay positive about wrestling. Of course there's stuff that none of us some of us don't like, whether it be smaller shows, big shows, WWE, whatever it is, but we're all fans at the end of the day, so I wanted to focus on the some of the positive stuff on that. Uh, yes. I sent you an email and asked you this. I don't know if you have one ready or not. But I always like to ask guests, like, what's a fun wrestling story that is kind of out of the ordinary, from either when you grew up, or training, or current, anything like a fun random story. The reference I always use is when I was in second grade, I was getting picked on the bus, but I wore a Hulk Hogan hat one day, and then I got a bunch of friends. So that's okay. kind of, yes, yeah, <laughs> and I've tried to find that hat, and it's like a hundred dollars on eBay now. So I'm a little kind of bummed. I, I can't oh, afford. Wow. <laughs> it. Yeah, I should have held on to it. But do you have any fun random stories from when you were a kid, or anything even more recent no. than that?
3: Um. So I I have two little cool little stories. Great, so let's one hear them. of them it's kind of embarrassing but
1: well, nothing's more <laughs> embarrassing than making friends over a Hulk Hogan painter's hat, so <laughs> uh,
3: I don't know. Depends on how you look at the okay. I guess. okay. But, you know, when I was when I was younger and I was in the wrestling, me and a bunch of my guy friends decided we were gonna backyard wrestle. Sure. So
1: As you do. As as you do.
3: <laughs> so yeah, so um for a for a little bit of time I was a, a backyard wrestler when I was about maybe thirteen and we I, I can't remember what we called our our ours, federation ours but... was the
1: EWF Extreme Wrestling Federation because we well, were super awesome. we were super original but we <laughs> we also we we drew, drew the F into the W cuz we were smart like that. Oh
3: wow, that's hardcore man. We
1: were. We were. <laughs> we could only wrestle when it snowed out so it was soft when we landed. <laughs> oh my gosh,
3: that's amazing. Go ahead. We I'm had sorry. we had a trampoline so. Uh-huh. So we had trampolines. There was, um, my friend's yard that we did this in had, like, broken down cars. So we were, like, jumping off the cars and mm-hmm. uh, ladders and all that good stuff. But I, I was the little devil when I came out to um, that song. Ooh, ah, ah, ah,
1: down, down with, with the... T- by Disturbed. Yeah. Down with the Sickness. Okay, so that's 2000, 2001. You're into it.
3: <laughs> so that, that's... I, someone has the videos, and I've been trying to track them down just...
1: Of your entrance because... of Down with the Sickness. you got to it.
3: So, one day, I will finally find these videos, and it'll be funny to watch. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> your... So,
3: that's that. Okay,
1: what's your next story?
3: Um, so, uh, in New England, there's this thing called Spooky World, and it's you know, a Halloween attraction, big park. Everyone likes to go to the haunted houses, but when... One day, my friend invited me to go, and I turned. I found out that the Hardy Boys were actually doing an autograph signing, and I loved the Hardy Boys so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I was like, yes, I want to go to Spooky Road with you guys. And the second we got there, I was like, see ya, and I bolted and got in line, and I waited for about two or three hours. Mm-hmm. Instead of going and doing all the fun stuff, I waited in line to meet the Hardy Boys, That's- and I started bawling my eyes out, and... <laughs> They were like, no pictures, no pictures, just autographs. But mm-hmm. I'm standing there. I have my Hardy Boys little logo written on my on my hand, and I'm mm-hmm. just crying because I'm just so happy. And and Matt's like, no, let her take a picture with us. She's crying, for God's sake. So I got to get my picture taken with Matt and Jeff Hardy, and it was like the best thing ever for eighth grade me. <laughs>
1: Do you still have the picture?
3: Oh, yeah, it's framed hanging up in my hallway.
1: Well, the goal now, then, is to make it WWE soon, show them the picture, and have them tweet it out or autograph it for you
3: oh that's even that that's great i like that idea
1: (sighs) well before we wrap up the interview you got anything else you want to talk about any like stories or anything i mean we talked about what you have coming up um i've got it in front of me here so when you come to chicago it's actually in berwin illinois just outside of the city so rise is july 7th and then the 8th and the 9th is going to be shimmer wrestling Um, so you guys could check that out for tickets, the website's kind of goofy. It's like wrestlingpipeline.com. dot com, um, but I'll tweet the link out. At um, rise dtwa is the Twitter handle. Um, I'll definitely tweet out closer to when it's here too, but I'll definitely be there, so we'll touch base when you when you're in town.
3: Yay! But I guess yeah.
1: anything else you got coming up or fun you want to want to touch base or plug or anything like that before we wrap up? Um,
3: I don't I mean follow me on on my social medias. I have Instagram facebook you can find me under delilah doom simmons Mm -hmm. and uh my twitter um i'll be in california uh in july for aws on july 29th and then again in august for sabotage Mm -hmm. um yeah uh, Yeah. go go check out my my pro wrestling tea store or my what a maneuver store Mm -hmm. where you can pick up my shirts and be a proud Doomy. I love all my fans. You guys are so awesome. And I couldn't, I wouldn't be here without any of you guys. So thank you so much for everyone's support.
1: Yeah, everybody wants your classic 80s pop culture shirts. You could wear it ironically or unironically. Doomies Never Die <laughs> or Doom, Doom, Doom. Um, I'm sure you'll have the shirts at all the shows for the people too, right?
3: Yeah, I have, a, uh, I have a good collection. I have so much merch right now. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: well we'll so. we'll work on getting you uh, get some help out there but guys uh you could follow her on twitter at delilah underscore doom and she's on social media instagram all the same stuff delilah doom facebook page and then for youtube if you want to see any of her matches that don't end in a minute and a half uh go <laughs> go look on youtube search delilah doom and there's promos there's also a video that looks like a, a couple years old of you recreating the let's go to the mall music video uh yep. if you want to check that out as well so <laughs> Um, i I could tell how happy I was like once I saw that. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this and I show my wife. Cause we watched the show together and we're like, Oh, this is hilarious. And, and then she's like, and when I told her, I'm like, yeah, she's going to come on interview. She's like, wait her, the one we saw on the show. I'm like, gosh, yeah. like that's amazing. so Oh,
3: that's so awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. She's oh. a
1: big fan of yours, but uh, oh. thanks again so much for coming on guys. Seriously. Check out uh, Delilah doom at Delilah underscore doom. And she'll tweet out all of her upcoming shows. If she's in your area or if you happen to know anyone that wants to need a girl to come wrestle, shoot her a note on Twitter and uh yes! take it back to you. Uh, but <laughs> thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate it.
3: I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right, thank you so much, Delilah, for coming on. Again, guys, at Delilah underscore Doom on Twitter. Um, Look her up on YouTube. Send her a tweet. Tell her you heard her on the show. Tell her you liked her. Because I'm sure you did if you heard the interview. She comes across – like I said, I just – I don't know. I'm – I am I just think that she's going to, in the next year or whatever, we're going to see her at least on NXT or WWE. Because I asked her, I'm like, is your goal WWE? Is it Japan? Is it whatever? And she's like, my goal is just to be able to wrestle for a living. So whatever it is, she's like obviously I'd like to be there because of what she experienced being at WWE shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, she's just a she was awesome, and uh, I'll tweet that again when it's closer to the date in July. Um, she's going to be at the Rise show and at the Shimmer show in July at uh, the Berwyn Eagles Club just outside of Chicago. So you're going to come with that to me, right? You like wrestling shows? I do like wrestling shows. <clears throat> <laughs> you like the smaller shows? I'm sure you'll come.
2: No, I do. And one of the things that I got into so when i was talking about tna with with those girls I'm like okay these guys are these girls are tough they're not like the little babies over at wwe where they kind of slap each other and they you know rip their clothes off i'm like this is real wrestling so from there i kind of figured out where some of these wrestlers came from because of the internet and then a lot of them came through shimmer which i think shimmer is amazing
1: um yeah i'm just finding out a little bit more about shimmer yeah like as far as the type of wrestling and and delilah her first uh Shimmer show is going to be this one in Chicago, and she's like, "It's a huge deal." Yeah, and I didn't know that. Then I, I mean, before I talked to her, I obviously read more up on it. And the last time they were here, I wanted to go, but I was out of town. And it, people that watch Shimmer like it, the crowds are into it. They know the wrestlers, and like they all yeah. take pride. Like this isn't like a girly show. This is an awesome wrestling show.
2: Yeah, and the thing with the indies like there's not like set contracts where they only wrestle in. Shimmer. They might wrestle in PWG, CZW, whatever, in different promotions. And some of the ones that NXT picked up last year, maybe earlier this year, um, Heidi Lovelace and Kimberly, I thought, I'm like, oh my god, they got these kind of like all-stars from the indie scene. Kind of like they did earlier with uh, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, and those kind of guys. But Triple H is obviously watching this stuff and is like, okay, these guys are good, these guys are good, let's call them up. So it's kind of nice to see that they're not trying to develop models anymore or cheerleaders or whatever, and they're actually getting wrestlers.
1: Yeah, and I don't think, I think that as far as, like, how they look, it seems to be, that I could be completely wrong, but the, the deal is you're either good or you're not. And yeah. if you're good, we're going to take you. Type of thing, you know, like the
2: one um, Heidi Lovelace is who's what's her name, the punk girl in NXT now, Ruby Riot, Ruby Riot. Uh-huh. So that's her. Mm-hmm. So some people like, oh, she's ugly. She looks like Charlie Chaplin. I'm like, shut Whoa. the fuck Who up. Says
0: that?
2: <laughs> people in groups that I see, I'm like, no, she doesn't. I'm like, what does her looks have to do with it? She's a good wrestler, and just her matches with Nikki
1: Cross. I'm like, those, you know, those two are, is, are amazing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward. So I'm going to the NXT Chicago show this Saturday, yeah. and. That triple threat Oscar Nikki Cross and rewrite like I'm like holy shit that's gonna be badass yeah. you know, and also I mean this isn't women's really but that show I didn't realize that the tag title match with is it Dash and Dawson versus yeah. the uh, power, authors of pain uh-huh. is a ladder match for the title. So that's gonna be freaking bananas I'm <laughs> see pumped. those big guys fall off yeah. the ladder <laughs> and like it's gonna be no, like at first time, bef- bef- when that show was kind of first announced like the card was slowly leaking I'm like all right Bobby Roode versus you will be good. And then I'm like, I don't know about the rest of the show, you know, because... I'm not even into it, Tommy, anymore. <laughs> that dude gets hurt, like, every
2: every time he comes back, he's good for a couple of weeks, uh-huh. and he's out again for, like, seven Regardless,
1: months. Regardless, I mean, they're going to be, I mean... Could you imagine when he hits the go-to-sleep in at the Allstate Arena how nuts everyone's going to go? Yeah. I
2: don't I don't even like how it looks when he does it because he's so <laughs> short. It's almost like the guy's not even off the ground. Like he's hanging on his shoulders, but his toes are almost touching the oh, mat. Oh, come on now.
1: You'll watch <laughs> it and you'll love it. You'll love it. You'll be into it. It's like, oh, my God, sitting back eating some Cheetos or something. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, back to uh, what we were talking about with, with uh, Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross and all that. So you were saying. I so essentially,
2: no, I, I just think the women, even in NXT, are, are kind of picking it up. Uh, uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, two years ago, they were just, I don't know, they were just terrible. But I don't know, they work really well together as a team. Mm-hmm. And, and they're all attractive to me. But that's not the number one reason. It's like, okay, they're good wrestlers. They're, mm-hmm. Just the storytelling that they do and, I don't know, just everything just kind of seems, seems to kind of click.
1: Yeah. With how they, how they are now. Uh, going back a little bit, I guess a lot from where we are now. So one of the first awesome, like really like pop moments I had for for a girl was when China
3: mm-hmm. entered. They yeah. did
1: so this is a ninety nine. I don't know if you remember this. They did that was called the Raw Royal Rumble, and the winner got to be number thirty in the Royal Rumble. And the whole point, and the like, the whole point was to make sure Vince McMahon won it. They tried to set it up so mm-hmm. then China, so not China, I kind of spoiled it. So then um, he can win the Rumble and screw Austin. So <laughs> Vince is in the ring and like who's who's the last entrant? And all of a sudden break it down, like why, all the dicks is gone. China comes out, eliminates Vince in this <laughs> awkward over the top <laughs> rope, the crowd went ape shit for I remember like, Oh my god, this is so badass, China's giving the Royal Rumble, that's so yeah. badass. I'll I'll play the clip, I'll try to edit it into the show where it was like the crowd going nuts for it. It was just
0: badass. <laughs> Shane, listen, don't worry about it. They can handle this. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Shane, I don't think Mr. McMahon has yet won the pro, the claw. Oh, yes, perfect. he has. Of course he has. Well, no, 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 they busted dirty. They busted China in. No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> Patterson and Briscoe had it under control. It. Hey, hey, yo, yo, China, easy, easy, easy. I'm gonna hit you. Oh, easy, man. Oh. Stop!
1: remember that no I wasn't watching it have you ever seen it no oh my god I'm gonna I'm is gonna, it raw or yeah it's on raw it was okay. on raw I'll send you the dates you can find in the network or on motion or whatever okay like the whole battle royal is badass it's All the, right. uh, I just remember her coming in the Royal Rumble yeah that's how she got that's how she ended up okay doing it it was just awesome check it I'll send it to you um it's pretty bad it's 99 or something like that she might have been on a, on a date with some girl with you. yeah Doc Martens or something like that. <laughs> Doc Martens. You were you had Doc Martens, I'm sure. I still do. Do you? Yeah. Do they have flames on them? You used to have flame shoes. I used to. I remember you came to my house once. I like, well, Those weren't. Sis-. Those weren't docs. No, those, those were badass. teapot topic shoes. Yeah. With flames yeah. on them. Yeah, you were friends with my sister, and you would come over. i like, you're like, what's up, Steve? I'm like, every <laughs> time I am mean, like, sweet shoes, dude. Anyway, uh, one other girl that we talked about. We didn't talk about yet but we were saying oh looks weren't important whatever so when i was in high school the girl this is gonna sound funny the girl that like i liked the most 100 because the way she's like was miss kitty mm-hmm. slash the cat i don't oh. know what it was i just think like she was like a southern girl and, like she was she wasn't like a great wrestler or anything but she was i guess had a little bit of an it factor you know and to and i loved when she was with china It was like china's mini me yeah. i thought that was badass her black wig did she have the same name the cat she was the cat when she was with China. She was Miss okay. Kitty before that. And you're like, yeah, sure. here, kitty, 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 which is his wife at the time, which is hilarious. <laughs> but she, and um, she does, like, the WrestleCon and stuff. She still looks pretty much the same. And she's a lot older, but looks pretty much the same. So yeah. you go, Stacy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is one that I, the storyline itself, I wasn't a big fan of. You were. It was the Steffi McMahon, Brie Bella storyline. Yeah. Where, where Nikki turned on Brie. I think I would have liked it more if they just had Brie win. That was it. Like, the turn would... I felt like they did a turn just for the sake of doing a turn. Yeah, and
2: I don't think there was much of a story to go with the turn after that, because everything... The promos after that were just shit.
1: Yeah. It's like, I wish you died in the womb. Yeah, it's like,
2: like, that's dumb. And then it just went on
1: and on. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. But this was when Stephanie um, had Brie, like, banned or fired her or whatever. Steph looked good. Well, I'm not talking about the match itself. I'm talking about I before know. that. All right, we'll get to that. Okay. So, uh, Brie was in the front row, and Stephanie was, like, cutting a promo on her. And all of a sudden, Brie was, didn't have the microphone. Brie's just like, really? She goes, you're such a bitch. And, like, the guy next to her, remember this guy? i like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. he's like, I can't believe she just said that type of thing. Like, that moment, like, oh, this is amazing. I must have rewanted, like, ten times. Yeah. <laughs> just, You're such a bitch. And then, because it was great because it didn't pick up on the mic. So I don't know if that guy thought only, like, he heard it because yeah. she was a microphone, but the camera mic like, picked it up. It was just hilarious. You could talk about how you love stuffing the elephant now if you want to. Like, care. No, no, it's no.
2: <laughs> Just going into the match, and then she was, she'd only drop the charges if she had a match with her. Because she arrested
1: her because she got slapped. Well, Bree didn't handle the arrest, but she did have yeah. her arrested. Right. Oh, man, there's so much uh, more we can talk about, I feel like, with just everything that's going on. And uh, the one girl that I hope she comes back at some point is Paige because I think she had a great, like, rookie year in the main roster and then kind of got pushed to the side and got hurt, and now she's doing, I don't know what, what the deal is with a couple suspensions that yeah. may or may not be valid, you know, whatever. But when I got to see her debut, I was at the Raw after WrestleMania where she faced Paige, or she faced AJ and beat her for the title. Okay. And when her music hit, like, I kind of jumped up. I was like, oh, shit, I know this girl. And the whole crowd did. And my two friends who were with me weren't NXT fans. I'm like, wait, who is this? Like, oh, she's the NXT champ. She's awesome. And then I don't think anyone was expecting her to beat AJ that night, yeah. especially after she won. But that was that was kind of a thing where I felt like for the first time I was in on something that nobody was. Right Now NXT is kind of a big thing, but at the time and you were kind of like had to know because they were only on Hulu, then they slowly transitioned yeah. to the network, so... That's kind of like I felt cool among my 20,000 resting fan dorks.
2: Yeah. I was familiar with Paige, and just the match itself I thought was just bad. I didn't think it was that good. And then no, she, it wasn't she, a
1: match. It was just a two-second thing where she hit the finisher.
2: Yeah, but her even hitting the finisher, she didn't even hit it right. It was just like she fell back. Like she went with the
1: motion, but she didn't. Oh, I didn't see that because I was up in the balcony, so whatever. <laughs> Watching it.
2: It's not even good. But I'm like, okay, she got pinned you know, just by falling backwards. All right.
1: All right. So you didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so much for the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> no, I'm glad she won. I was happy she won. Cool moment. Not executed well, according to Sorry. you. Sorry.
2: Yeah. It's right. okay. It's no, no.
1: okay. You're allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, what about, do you remember, I don't know if you were watching, so during this time there wasn't a lot of like women's wrestlers, but I loved the Mickey James, Beth Phoenix fugues. I thought they had amazing matches. Did you ever see any of those? I don't think so. Yeah, you probably. Were, I was kind of happy. This is a like 2000... I was probably watching TNA, probably like 2009 in my Doc Martins. <laughs> You're still rocking the docs. Every now and then, I'll put them on. Okay, okay. Uh, but they had an awesome feud because it was a good story because Beth was like Beth's not like a like a China built, but she's basically a girl that was really in shape, and she was kind of taller and bigger than Mickey. Mm-hmm. And Mickey had he had to use like clever uh, wrestling moves to beat her, and I just thought that was cool. Like they had an awesome little feud. That was kind of pushed to the side because again, the women weren't featured at all at the time, and it, I still can't believe that right now, that when women are in the main event, kind of a Raw or a SmackDown, it's not that big of a deal. Like it just kind of like, oh, okay, that makes sense for the story. Right. The the pay per view matches they did one, I think in the future they'll do more depending on the story, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Do you think they'll ever get to a point where WrestleMania main events with two women? It's possible. I mean that you're made your last. I mean, everything's kind of a main event.
2: There's two main events, three main events. I'm not about the
1: closing, like, the last match <clears throat> of the show.
2: I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe in the next five years.
1: Yeah, I think that's, depending on the build. Like, let's say, like I said, for example, they do a Charlotte versus so Becky. Charlotte might be, you know, 15-time champ at that point. Sasha,
2: mm-hmm. Becky.
1: Yeah, or they do a thing where... Charlotte wins the belt and Becky's chasing her all year. And Mm -hmm. she keeps getting just so close and so close, and they build it up and build it up or whatever. And the WWE, most of the time, with the exception of, I'd say, 32, where they did Reigns and Triple H, it's like, okay, we know where we want to go, but WrestleMania here, we're going to give you guys your moment, like the hardcore fans, because we know you're here. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, we got to keep going forward with what we want to do. But for 31, for example, even 33, I guess they had to have that the main event, the Roman Undertaker, who was Undertaker's last match. Right, and if Undertaker didn't main event, people would have been pissed. I think they wanted him to win, but what are you going to do, right? Uh, well, the Undertaker
2: lost. That's how you end the show, <laughs> right? With people
1: pissed. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. After he lost, people were like, "The way that story, that match went, it was like just end it. Come on, just end this match. This is too much to watch." Type of thing. When considering how limited Undertaker was, but uh, I don't think. It's good and bad that they've got the two divisions on Raw and SmackDown, but it's going to be tougher for them to do a main event with that. I think maybe if they did something like, you know, on Raw, Bailey's the Raw champion, and on SmackDown, Charlotte's the SmackDown champion. Let's yeah. do a battle for brand type of build up with their own shows. To do. Yeah. But at the same point, I like it now that it's separate. Like, I'm mm-hmm. kind of contradicting myself saying it's going to be tougher, but I also like that there's two separate things, I you know? Yeah. It's tough. Uh, I got. I don't really have much else, other stuff, besides what we talked about so far. You got anything else about no. women wrestlers or any favorite matches or anything like that No. want to check out? It's okay. Like I said, and I texted Eric. I'm like, hey, I texted him yesterday. I'm like, do you want to record tomorrow? And he's like, sure, but I don't have time to watch anything. <laughs>
2: Usually you give me about four days notice. And I can I can go back and think about it and put some stuff together mm-hmm. in my free time. You know, it's not like I'm sitting there just waiting, to, <laughs> just waiting for the text. Just waiting to watch watch wrestling. That's pretty much all I do. Yeah. What, are,
1: what have you been up to? You got,
0: you got I'm just stuff. busy.
2: Like running to the doctors, running back and forth, going to my sisters. My mom's birthday was last week. Then it was Mother's Day, so mm-hmm. it's just a, more or less running around. Yeah. I didn't even watch. <laughs> I didn't even watch. Uh, wrestling at all last week
1: it was tape shows
2: so you didn't miss much yeah but they were still new yeah that's true so i didn't even watch i didn't even watch uh raw last night
1: you'll get to it though i'm sure yeah i'll get to that <laughs> one because
2: <laughs> i want to see how this five-way came about
1: oh for the uh yeah that's right extreme rules are doing yeah. a five-way for the number one contender well you heard strowman's out right yeah i saw him i saw pictures of him with uh yeah, surgery he had, had surgeries like that, so that kind of it sucks but it might be a blessing for him for People to like want him to come back, come back type of thing, and maybe he'll yeah. come back to a bigger ovation. When he what's that phrase? Uh, makes the heart grow fonder. Like time. distance or ha- time makes the heart yeah. grow fonder. So we're all our hearts going to grow fonder for Braun Strowman, <laughs> right? Huge. You got SmackDown tonight. You can watch that. You know, you got stuff going on there with uh, the build for Backlash this Sunday. Oh yeah, this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Big right. matches this Sunday. Uh, I think the. It's a six-woman tag on Backlash this Sunday. It's the the Welcoming Committee versus Becky, Charlotte, and did they have another girl? I don't remember. Uh, Becky, Charlotte, Naomi? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense because the Welcoming Committee is Carmella, Natty, and um, Tamina. Right. I think Tamina versus Nia Jax is a match that people would like to see.
2: They're both big. Yeah. (laughs) And they're not super athletic, but they're athletic enough to
1: make a good match, I think. I think given the chance Tamina's could like do stuff, you know, as far as like, at more like moves, but she's been such the powerhouse. Like you when she first here.
2: came in, she was on her own, and I thought she was okay. But then they always booked her as like the bodyguard or the or the, or the muscle. She was with AJ at first, yeah, right? AJ, yeah. and then with the uh, Team Bad. Like she never really got her chance to stand out.
1: What was Bad Blonde and Dangerous or Bad? And, what was it? What do stand for? A, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they had. The fa- like they called everybody up ahead factions. Yeah. Did you ever get? Did you see the WWE 24 like Women's Revolution? The network there? I did. Yeah, that It was, was really a while good. ago. Though, yeah. but I liked it. That was really good, and there was moments in that that kind of got me. Like going back to our show last week with emotions or whatever. It was after the they did a behind the scenes of the triple threat between Becky Sasha and Charlotte, and Becky was walking like after the match, and she had a black eye and a cut. Yeah, and she was kind of crying. She's like, "That's all I've ever wanted to do, and it just happened." <laughs> like that was awesome yeah like an awesome moment for her like, to get and, and like she's like and he's got this big black eye she's like it was great I'm good. and she was pumped about it And I don't
2: you know, know if it's awesome my match. age or medicine or anything but yeah. I get like really choked up more easier now yeah like I just feel emotion more I'm like mm-hmm. oh my god like, when people like like Becky or yeah. like the Finn Balor one I was watching part of earlier like when they get emotional like I start to get emotional <laughs> I don't know what it is but before they'd be like ah who cares about that
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, I kind of get what you're saying because particularly with the women talking about it like everyone kind of teases Sasha because she always cries and all that too and like these girls and they do these backstage with these women that all they wanted to be was wrestlers right? and they got their dream which is awesome and like I get that a little bit because I have a daughter and like whatever she wants to do whatever I want her to be able to, to do it you know I think about like stuff that I wanted to be when I was a kid and, I didn't, and in a way I've kind of done stuff I've wanted because when I was a kid I wanted to do the fine. I wanted to be a wrestler. I wanted to be a professional baseball player for the White Sox. I wanted to play hockey, all this stuff. So obviously it didn't happen. I'm not a professional wrestler, but I have a professional wrestling podcast. There you go. Um, I didn't play for the White Sox, but I have played in a men's baseball league since I was, since 2009. And then they're called the Black Sox, and they're my team, right? Yeah. And for the past few years, I played ice hockey, and it's just, it's stuff that I've gotten to do. So I hope that whatever Mikey wants to do or any people wants to do they follow their dreams and push it and and the interview today Delilah talked about a little bit where she started wrestling and then she kind of gave up on it and then she went to an indie show down in Texas she's like nope I got to do this so she mm-hmm. went back with it so good for her yeah follow your dreams and your dreams is to collect all of the funko pops
2: <laughs> that is
1: not my dream <laughs> <laughs> it's an
2: obsession and an addiction And I've gotten to the point to where I only want the WWE ones now. And then there's so many more coming out. There's uh, Shinsuke coming out. There's a Bailey coming out. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I got to get the Bailey one.
2: Yeah, there's so many. I'm like, oh, my God, stop making them. Because before, (laughs) it was only like five of them for like two years. Yeah. But now it's like five every week. Do you
1: think the (laughs) Funko bubble is going to pop soon? Like it's too much? Um, Because you're into like the collector. Yeah, I
2: would say in about two years, it might start to
1: start to decline okay so you got to sell off all your assets before yeah yeah I give it two years like the beanie babies people are still hanging on
2: yeah I I mean people compare the beanie babies and then there's this argument that they're not the same but I'm not saying they're the same but I don't think that you know the plastic bobbleheads are gonna be like super popular for I think they're different
1: because they can make them out of anything and as pop culture like the next big pop culture thing that happens they can make more of them yeah so that's kind of what it and does. what
2: i've noticed a lot of stuff from my childhood was the stuff that kind of came out the teenage mutant ninja turtles he-man um ghostbusters ghostbusters yeah. like all of that kind of stuff had like its big wave the first two years and now it's almost like stuff that i have no idea about like some anime stuff uh video game stuff i'm not really into video games anymore like overwatch and fallout yeah. like i don't know anything about those and Rick and Morty, like, all these shows that I don't even watch or, or know about anymore.
1: They need to make a <clears throat> Becky Lynch Funko Pop with the orange hair and the goggles. They probably will. That, and I a Charlotte so. with the robe. Yeah. And uh, who else have they got? They've got, you mentioned Bailey, maybe a Sasha with the purple hair and the and the boss glasses. Yeah. Some boss. Uh, the hands. Nucks. Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> could do that. I love how Zach Ryder, he's a big Funko corrector. He's like, where's mine, Funko? Where, <laughs> make, make me a Funko. He needs one. <laughs> he does. Like, uh, the woo-woo-woo or
2: whatever. Right. Um, and Finn Balor, he's got three, so that's ridiculous. Does he? I oh, only yeah. had two. He thought
1: he had the original and then the chase one. Well, there's the chase, and that's the demon, that's right? the
2: demon without the headdress. Okay. There's one in FYE with the headdress. Is that demon. hard to find? No, FYEs are easy to find. Okay. Like, I can still get that Seth Rollins that came out a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's got
1: three. I'm like, well, Becky could do three. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well guys, uh, thank you for listening and thank you, thank you, thank you to Delilah Doom for coming on. Uh, follow her on Twitter at Delilah underscore Doom. She's also on Instagram, Delilah Doom. Um, check her out. And if you don't know who she is, go on YouTube, type Delilah Doom and you will recognize like Oh yeah, she was the girl in the in the the Raw that got beat up by Mary Jackson. Yeah, she, that got a little girl. Promo. <laughs> she had bright blue hair and she's uh Awesome Usler. And, and I tweeted like I said I retweeted the link today about her show at last week at Sabotage where these girls are doing crazy moves and stuff. And check them out. I will be definitely checking her out when she comes to Shimmer and Rise in Chicago. If you're in Texas, definitely go see her. Uh, a from the Bits for You podcast, like yeah, I saw her, and like he kind of pushed me to go interview her. So awesome stuff, uh, guys. You could follow us uh, us on Twitter at ppw podcast. Please tweet me, talk to me, and tell me what you think of the show, what you want to hear. Um, Tweet other indie wrestlers that you want us to talk to or something like that. Get them, bug them, say, go on the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) Send it super fast. Uh, Also, obviously, subscribe on iTunes, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. On SoundCloud, find us Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Fun stuff today. you got it all covered. Yep. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Eric, thank you. All right, thank you. See you next week.